a lot of times we have these visions for these areas of our lives, but there's literally no activity plan for us to get there. I heard someone say one time that a goal without a plan is just a wish. And I really believe that the people of God often have biblically informed views of flourishing in their life, but have no plan how to get them there. Welcome to Keystone Conversations, our podcast on the topics and issues important to the Keystone family. Our hope is to give you insight, wisdom, and resources as you press on to know and follow Jesus. Welcome today. My name is Brent Minter. I'm the lead pastor at Keystone Church, and I'm excited to hang out with you today and talk to you about something that's personal to me, but it really interacts with the vision that we believe as the elders of Keystone God has given us to kind of shepherd and lead our church through in 2023. If you were around in early January, uh, especially around prepare, you heard us introduce a, a kind of the focus and direction that we want to press Keystone in for 2023. And the the phrase you're going to hear a lot at Keystone is made to flourish. And here's the idea. In a season where so many of us are being overwhelmed by the stress and pace of life, we want to be a people who intentionally and cult, uh, intentionally cultivate and seek the abundant and flourishing life that Jesus promised. Like, we're just a calling the people of Keystone to recognize where we are in different areas of our lives and move, try to move from floundering in some of those areas to flourishing. And flourishing isn't just that we would have a better life, but actually getting the biblical understanding of what God would have for us in some of those areas of our life. So we also want to press into how can we help our city flourish? How can we look at maybe some of the lies that the world would tell us is flourishing and identify those and actually press in to what God says is flourishing. So that's kind of a focus that we want to drive into the life of our church. And that seems to be a really broad topic. As elders, we've kind of we're trying to figure out how to make that more practical in people's lives. And so as today, that's kind of an opportunity that I want to share just something personally that I've been thinking about this, just an area where as I've been walking with God and reading the scriptures, God's kind of given me an easy insight, a simple one way to try to practically step into flourishing in my life. So here's some tensions that I think that we all feel. Um, the tension is where we are versus where we want to be. I we introduced a tool um, uh, early in January about just the different areas of life, the domains of life. Um, we're actually going to uh, link in the show notes to uh, an, a PDF that you can go and download to kind of maybe help you through this process. But here's some areas of life, our spiritual life, our family, our church life, our vocation, our finances, fitness and health, and relationships. Those are some domains. It's not all of life, but man, a lot of life kind of falls into those areas of life. And here's what I would say. Most of us have a picture of what flourishing is in those areas. We have a picture. But the problem and the tension that most of us come into when we think about flourishing is the picture that we would love to see for flourishing and where we're at. There's usually a gap. And that gap can be actually incredibly frustrating. I give a really easy example. We usually have a picture of what flourishing would be like for our family. Maybe you have a picture of like what you believe uh, would look like a flourishing, great marriage. 
both from a biblical concept and some of the desires that you have in your heart. You have a picture, but sometimes the frustration in our marriages are the gap because Monday morning trying to get everybody together and everyone out of the house cannot look as much like flourishing as that picture we have. Same thing with kids. Um, We have a really clear picture of what we think our kids should be like, and everybody who has kids knows they often, our kids don't follow the plan, and there's a gap between what we wish, where we wish we were with our kids and where we are. And the reality is a lot of times we have these visions for these areas of our lives, but there's literally no activity plan for us to get there. I heard someone say one time, that a goal without a plan is just a wish. And I really believe that the people of God often have biblically informed views of flourishing in their life, but have no plan how to get them there. And that's what we want to talk about today. I've been there. I'm sure you have been there. And I want to share with you a verse I stumbled across early, like in the kind of in between Christmas and the new year that really helped me and some even the conversations that me and Carrie had, how to step into flourish. So I want to read it for you. This is Proverbs 14.4. Proverbs 14.4. It involves a lot of people hang out with me to say I'll have a lot of metaphors that involve animals, and this one does it, but I feel like I'm on good ground because it's from the Bible. So this is what Proverbs 14.4 says. Where there are no oxen, the feeding trough is empty but an abundant harvest comes through the strength of an ox. I want to read it again because what we're going to talk about today isn't just doesn't just pop out of there because it's a metaphor we're going to unpack, but this is it. Where there are no oxen, the feeding trough is empty, but an abundant harvest comes through the strength of an ox. The reality is most of us want an abundant harvest. I'm going to call that flourishing. We want that in most of our life. But if you want to do that, you're going to have to feed the ox. And this is the simple simple principle I want to put in front of you today. It's feed the ox. Feed the ox. If you don't have an ox, um, you won't have to feed them. You'll have a lot less work on your hands. There won't be a barn to manage. You won't have to find the food, give the food, do all the things. But you won't be able to go into the field and reap a harvest. If you're a farmer and there's a big harvest, you actually need assistance. We use John Deere tractors in our age, but in the ancient times, the only way to go get that harvest was to have an ox. And so you don't have to have an ox. But if you don't, you're not going to flourish. You're not going to get that that harvest and be able to reap it. But on the other hand, if you have an ox, the reality is you have a lot of work on your hands. You got to care for the animal. You got to wake up and feed it when it's cold, when it's hot. When you run out of food, you got to get more food. You've got to muck the stalls. You've got to care for the animal when it gets sick. There is a lot of work on your hands if you have an ox. But if you have that ox, you have the needed equipment to go get the harvest, to step into flourishing. Here's the kind of the idea. If you want to be able to reap a harvest, you're going to have to have the help of an ox. So here's a real personal application. That just, when I read that passage, it just made so much sense to me of like, oh, I want the harvest. I want the flourishing. But if I want that, there's some things I'm going to have to do in my life daily, simple, 
mundane, things that I could try to forget, things that I'm not going to necessarily want to do. But if I want the harvest, I've got to feed the ox. So this is your personal application. The simple principle is this, feed the ox. But here's the way that you could maybe press into that in your life. Two questions. What flourishing do you feel the most biblical conviction over or the strongest desire to remedy? Maybe it's a pain point in your life and you're like, this is not flourishing, it's actually painful. And you know that you need to address that area in your life. Or maybe in a season through prepare and as we're preaching through God's word, you're like, you know what? I, God's given me a biblical vision of what flourishing would look like in an area of my life and I need to step into it. And what is that for you? What is that? And this is where that domain worksheet that we're gonna give you a, a link to might be helpful for in your spiritual life in your family, in your church, in your vocation, uh, your finances, in the way that you're caring and stewarding your body with fitness and health, and also just the relationships that you have. Those, again, so broad, but as you think about those areas, I'm almost guaranteeing you're going to be able to point to an area where you're not stepping into the biblical vision that God gives you in that area, or there's an area that's so painful you would go, I need to remedy that. And it can just feel overwhelming at times to go, how do I flourish when I'm here? And this is it. The next question is this, how do you feed the ox? How do you feed the ox? Um, how do you take a step daily? Three minutes here, five minutes there, daily making it a priority to care for that thing because you're not just going to immediately wake up one day and walk into flourishing. But what you can do is say, this is what flourishing looks like from a biblical perspective. This is where I want to go. What can I do today? A small step to move that forward. I think of a million ways. I mean, we could just practically say this. Like, if fitness and health are a concern of your life and you don't feel like you're stewarding the body that God has given you, um, God, there's all levels of fitness. I'm not talking about being an ultra marathon performer. I'm just talking about stewarding God's gift. Maybe that looks like going for a walk. Three, five times, maybe every day, I'm going to go for a walk, 15 minutes. That's feeding the ox. Maybe your finances are upset. You know you're not at a generous level that you should, and you just need to feed the ox and finally do the budget and stick to it. You want flourishing, but it just is going to take that reality. I want to give you two personal examples of why, when I read this passage, it popped off the page for me. It's because it's practical for me. Um... This is one way that I know that I'm needing to feed the ox. In my role um, of leading Keystone, there's so many things that can happen in any given day. And um, one of the things that takes a lot of focus and deep work is writing sermons. And so when I come into the office, if there's something easy to solve versus sitting down for two to three hours to write a sermon, that's really distracting for me. Personally, um, I was diagnosed with ADHD as a teenager. That's always a thing that I'm always having to manage. And so over time, I want more flourishing in my sermon, and particularly not cramming it in at times and making sure that that's a priority. That's something the elders have said, we want that for you, Brent. And so I want that flourishing to where I it's that my sermons are writing in time. So uh, for me, I've decided I need to feed that ox. Um and so what does that look like? This is simple. For me to feed the ox, it looks like this. Recognizing that the best time for me to write sermons is early in the morning. 
I know that's not true for everybody. That is true for me. And so if I get distracted by anything else in the morning, um, that sermon writing session may be gone. So what I need to do, I've actually changed my calendar to start writing my sermons first thing and earlier in the morning. That's a feed the ox. And this is something that just seems completely practical. It's not biblical, but it's just like a small hack of how I'm feeding that ox. This is what that looks like. I am now, I have an office at home with um, my computer, and so I can sit and do a lot of sermon writing at home in the morning, early in the morning. So the way I'm pulling that off is, the feeding the ox for me is, I'm going into my office the night before, setting up my computer, opening the file, opening the files that need to be opened for me to write my sermon. And so after I've spent time with the Lord in the morning, I can first thing go straight into my office and start writing. That probably seems absolutely silly to you, but the way my mind works, the way God's wired me, that is feeding the ox. I'm just at night going to set everything up so that I can succeed in the morning. And that has paid huge dividends. I am way ahead of where I usually am in some of my sermon prep because I'm feeding the ox. I want an abundant harvest. I want to flourish in my writing of sermons. So I've had to feed the ox, and it looks simple. I'm going to set my stuff up the night before so that when I go to write a sermon, nothing can distract me. Simple, practical. Another personal thing for us, this is for me and Carrie. This is a season where uh, we are wanting to build more relationships in our life. We're in a new season of life. We have teenagers. We've walked through the season of life where you have kids. And so we're learning what it means to have friends and develop deep friendships, you know, spiritual family friendships. Um, and that because of our kids' schedule, that all that has just changed. So coming in the new year, Carrie and I realized we actually want to invest more time with friends because it's so easy in this season of our life to not do that because of how this new season of life we're in. And so for us, it looks like this. We've decided to feed that ox. So we have sat down and said, hey, here's the couple of times a week that are really easy for us to hang out with people. Let's feed the ox by sending out some text messages and say, hey, we'd love to hang out in the next month or two. Do you have some open up ability? For us to feed the ox, it's just looked like we're going to be proactive to say relationships and hanging out with friends over a meal or over coffee is important in our life. And we believe it's vital in the life of a believer over your life that you have people in your life that you can laugh with, share your burdens with. So we're going to make that a priority, and we want that to flourish. So for us to feed that ox, we're sending messages. Hey, we're sending texts. Hey, we'd love to hang out with you this in the next month. Any of these times work, we're actually trying to feed that ox. And I know because I've had a lot of conversations with people in our church. We love friendships. We want more deep friendships. Maybe it just looks like you need to feed the ox and invite people to lunch, invite people to dinner, invite people to your house. All of those things, I don't know what season you're in, but that might be a feeding of the ox. Again, I want to come back before, as we close with just the tension of everything I'm talking about, and this is it. There's often a huge gap between what we want to flourish in our life and where we are. And it just takes courage for us as believers, God has given us a lot to steward for us to say, God, with all that you've asked me to steward, relationships, finances, my health, my family, my walk with you, where am I at? And to be honest with that and say, God, what does it look like me for me to flourish? 
And to have a biblical understanding of that and then to say, how am I gonna feed that ox? If I want that harvest, what do I need to feed today so that that can be true? Feed the ox. I hope today has been helpful. It's a simple, practical step. Um, It's nothing complex. It's something your grandma and grandpa probably could have taught you. But I hope it encouraged you because, man, Keystone, we want you to flourish. You were made to flourish. So we want to just help you as we move throughout the year to think through these things so in your family, in your walk with the Lord, in your areas of life that you're walking through, that you are flourishing and stepping into that. So until next time, I hope that you'll be feeding the ox. We love you and can't wait to talk to you next time.